On tonight's show, we're going to talk about the Yankees game against the Rangers. They dropped the final regular season game, but that's no big deal. It's fine. We'll talk about the regular season. We'll talk about what to look forward to in the playoffs, even though we don't know their opponent yet. But we look forward to the Yankees resting a lot this weekend as well. So all that is coming up next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday night, Yankee fans. This is Stacey Gotsoulias, the host of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. Today's episode of Locked On Yankees is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security. With Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe, 24-7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com/lockedonmlb to learn more. So the Yankees dropped the regular season finale. It's fine. Were they were they even trying? It didn't feel like they were trying. I don't know. As I was watching the game, it didn't feel like they were trying. And I was also cooking dinner at the same time as the game was ending. But from what I could see, it just didn't feel like they were even it's like, you know, as long as the guys stayed healthy this week, which not everyone did. <laughs> and as long as the guys that we need to get right for the playoffs are getting right. Big one, Giancarlo Stanton is looking better at the plate, so that's a good sign. Jose Trevino hits a home run today in front of his hometown crowd in Texas and his former team, and that's cool. He had an amazing season. Good for him, making the all-star team and becoming a fan favorite and doing a really nice job behind the plate. And uh, yeah, so if you missed it earlier, I did a shorter version of the show where I just spoke about Aaron Judge's 60-second home run. I'll try not to talk about it on this episode. I'm really trying to aim for talking about what happened today, talking about Garrett Cole from last night because I didn't get to do that on the earlier show, and just talk about what we have to look forward to, which for most of us is just days of rest. (laughs) And the Yankees have days of rest as well. Um, the wild card series are all happening this weekend, three days. I I don't know how (laughs) they're doing this because most of the games are on at the same time. Like there's, there's an overlap there with a bunch of them. And I'm a little bummed about that because I don't own, I can't put two TVs in my den which would make it easier for all of us to keep track of this. Because, you know, when our teams aren't in the wild card, I know I like watching it much better. And, of course, now that the wild card's three games, I wouldn't – I still would have – no, I would have had a problem with the Yankees making the wild card round. But it's better than just one game and out. At least you have three chances, right? So the Yankees, thankfully, because they won the division and won 99 games, don't have to worry about the wild card round. They just have to worry about who comes out of the wild card round and who they'll be facing. And that's between the Cleveland Guardians, 
and the Tampa Bay Rays. Should be an interesting series. So the Yankees in Texas, they split the series. They finished the season with 99 wins. And I know people like triple digits. I know people like round numbers. And from the way the Yankees started this season, people were talking 120. People were thinking they were going to at least beat the 114 from 1999 or 98, 99. That wasn't 99. Although, you know, the 99 team wasn't bad. It didn't happen. They finished at 99, and I find it poetic that they finished at 99 because of the season that number 99 had. See where I'm going with that? Yeah. So Judge breaks Roger Maris's record last night, and Garrett Cole breaks Ron Guidry's record last night. He started the game with 248 strikeouts, which is what Guidry finished with in 1978, and as Mike Rotunda pointed out on YouTube, Guidry's season was a lot better than Cole. Season, his season in 1978 was unbelievable. It really was. It was unbelievable. But hey, you can't sneeze at Garrett Cole's 256 strikeouts. And I know it was frustrating watching Garrett Cole. It was frustrating watching him. Actually, even last night's start was frustrating because he seemed to be cruising he gives up the home run in the lead, and you're just thinking to yourself, my God, man, stop giving up so many home runs, because that doesn't bode well for the playoffs if you're giving up home runs to teams like Texas. No offense to Texas, but they're not good. <laughs> so, yeah, Cole needs to get his stuff together, and, um, you know, we'd prefer to see more strikeouts than home runs. He got a phone call from Ron Guidry. The Yankees set that up. They had him on the Bluetooth. They had him on the speaker talking to Cole and it was a very sweet phone call they put it on the Yankees Twitter the video of it and at the end he called him sir to be polite although throughout the phone call he was calling him Ron and then he said you know thank you sir and then uh Ron Guidry said my name's not sir call me Gator I just love that I love it so much and I love that Ron Guidry's accent seems to have gotten way thicker now that he's you know Living in Louisiana still. <laughs> I love Gator. It's so great. So good for Garrett Cole for passing that record and having the new Yankees record. 256. That's a lot of strikeouts. That's a lot of strikeouts. Then today, Domingo Herman, who we don't have to worry about. He's not going to be on the po Well, I shouldn't say that. He's not going to be in the postseason rotation. He might be on the roster because they might have a bunch of guys coming out of the bullpen. And he might be one of them. You never know. But I don't see him starting unless something catastrophic happens, which let's knock on every piece of wood that you can find and make sure that that doesn't happen. So he went four and one third innings today, gave up four runs. He's the only Yankee pitcher who gave up runs. Lucas Leckie tried to, but Oswaldo Cabrera said, not on my watch, sir. And he threw Jung out at home. That guy was a pain in the butt. <laughs> All series, that guy was a pain in the butt. He's good, but he was a pain in the butt. Oswaldo Cabrera, what a breath of fresh air. What a revelation watching that kid play. I enjoy it. No matter where the Yankees put him, it seems like he makes at least one play a day in whatever spot they give him. And, you know, he threw Jung out at home and it was fantastic and impressive. And I love it. He wasn't a guy that people really knew about, you know, because you hear Dominguez, you hear Volpe, you hear Peraza, and you didn't really hear about Oswaldo Cabrera. 
And then he comes up and he's just great. You know, he's not killing the ball and he's not a superstar, but he is a very good player and reliable and just having the time of his life with the Yankees. And that's what you want from these kids. It's just, it's so much fun to see and so great. And yeah, yeah. I just can't believe the regular season is over. I don't know. It feels like it went fast, even though during July and August, when the Yankees were not doing well, it felt like the slowest slog of our lives. But now that we're here, now that it's October 5th, now that the season is over and we're waiting for the Yankees to start the division series on the 11th, it's how did this happen? I don't understand. In a moment, we're going to talk about the regular season. We're not going to get in depth. We're going to wait to do that, but we're just going to talk about some things from the regular season. But first, the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their homes. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. So, the thing about Simply Safe is you can control your system from your phone with their app, and it's crystal clear HD video that's a live stream of your security cameras. So if you're at a Yankees playoff game and you want to know what's happening in your house, you can look on your phone. Don't you love the future? I do. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents will call you the moment a threat is detected, and they'll dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached, or again, if you're at a Yankees playoff game. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks again for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Subscribe now to Locked On Yankees on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. So the thing about 2022 is, in the beginning of the season, I was on a crossover with the hosts of Locked On Orioles, Locked On Rays, and Locked On Red Sox. We didn't have a Jays host just as the season started. They joined in... I think the first month of the season, or maybe May, maybe May. So they weren't on this. But the majority of us chose the Blue Jays to win the division. Ulysses of Locked On Rays picked the Rays. But the rest of us were thinking Blue Jays. And then we were thinking Yankees, Red Sox, and Rays would fight for second, third, fourth, and the Orioles would be way down at the bottom. That is not how it worked. <laughs> Because as I've said so many times, and as John Sterling always says, you cannot predict baseball. You just can't. You, it's, it's so hard. It is so hard to predict baseball. It's hard for a team to go wire to wire, finishing in first place. There's so many ups and downs. And it's very rare for you to really know how a team is going to be. Because there are so many times when you see a team on paper and it just doesn't work out. You know, speaking of the Red Sox, 2011. Everyone was predicting 2011, 
the Red Sox and the Phillies in the World Series. This was happening in March. This was happening during spring training. And I even joked back then saying, well, why is anyone playing the series, the season? Just give them the World Series if they're, it's so set in stone that these two teams are going to make the World Series. Then Boston doesn't even make the playoffs. I really sound like Jim Morrow when I say playoffs. And the Phillies get knocked out in the first round. So you, it, it's just you never know. And when the Yankees got off to their insane start, you know that I was always kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and Abby was always making fun of me <laughs> for being cautious. But it's just because I've watched baseball for so long and I've seen very weird things happen, you know? And because the Yankees weren't expected to do what they did in 2022, I was really scared that all the stuff that people were saying in August about them blowing the division was going to happen in September. Thankfully, it did not. <laughs> they won the division by a nice margin. And yeah, yeah, that, that really good start that they got off to, where people were thinking, they're going to win 120. I never thought they were going to win 120. I thought maybe 105 to 110 if they kept a good pace going, but I also didn't expect them to fall off a cliff in July and August. Now, July, they were 13 and 13. August, they were 10 and 18. It's one of the worst Augusts they've had in 30 years. And it's so uncharacteristic of them to be that bad in an August. You sometimes see it in September if a team is doing really well and they kind of fall off a little bit at the end and they get tired, but it was kind of rare to see the Yankees in that point or at that point in the season falling off like that. And I know I made this joke plenty of times, but I said something to the effect of, I saw a tweet from someone saying, well, the Yankees got off to such a good start that they could finish from this point on at 500 and they'll still win this amount of games. And it really felt like the Yankees were challenging that when they were going through the doldrums of July and August. Now, thankfully, they picked things up in September. They basically, someone lit a fire under their butts and they were like, you know what? We're not going to lose the division. We're not doing this. We're going to win the division. And they did. And I'm just impressed that they didn't choke away the division. Good job, guys. Good job. Um, I won't talk about who choked away a division, but they play in Queens. They're in the wild card. They'll beat the Padres. The Mets are going to be beat the Padres. I'm almost guaranteeing that. And I know I don't guarantee that. And I know I say that you can't predict baseball, but I kind of, I don't see the Mets losing to the Padres in a three game series in New York. And it's not even going to be that cold because Friday, it's supposed to be 72 and sunny. And by the time the game starts, it's not going to be that bad. It's not like they're playing in really cold weather. So I think the Padres will be okay. Because people are bringing that up, which I find kind of funny. So yeah, the Yankees didn't choke away the division, even though everyone thought they would. So the final tally, they finished the season seven games ahead of Toronto. 90, 99 and 63. Toronto was 92 and 70. The Rays were 86 and 76. The Orioles, 83 and 79. It's amazing that they did that. And Boston, 78 and 84. They finish 21 games behind the Yankees. Womp, womp. So the Yankees finish with a plus 240 run differential. 
Toronto is at plus 96. Tampa was at plus 52. Baltimore was at 90. 90. What? Baltimore was at minus 14. And Boston was at minus 52. Now, the one good thing is I was a little worried about the Dodgers tying the 1998 Yankees or going ahead of them. But thanks to the Rockies and thanks to the Dodgers clinching as early as they did, they didn't really have to worry about this. They finished. This is so funny. San Diego is a wildcard team. They finished second in the NL West. They were 22 games behind the Dodgers. The Dodgers finished with 111 wins. San Diego finished with 89. (laughs) That's what I was hoping for the Yankees. I was. I was hoping. I just didn't think it was going to happen. You know, there were a lot of people who did, but I didn't think they were going to happen, that that was going to happen. So in a moment, we're going to discuss the possible opponents for the Yankees. Even though we have no idea who it's going to be yet. But it's going to be an interesting series between those opponents. We'll talk about that in a moment. So the wild card series are set. The playoff brackets are set because there are brackets now. Um, (laughs) You know, yeah, there are brackets now. The Yankees and Houston, they get the bye. The Braves and the Dodgers get the bye. And then you have Tampa as the sixth seed, the Guardians as the third seed. So they're playing for the chance to play the Yankees. And then you have Seattle being hosted by Toronto. And those two teams are fighting for the chance to play against the Astros. So, (laughs) yeah, you're going to play three games all in a row, depending on which team you are, because um, if you're Cleveland or Toronto, you're in good shape because all those games are in your home stadium. And then you play against the Yankees or the Astros. I'll say this. They didn't really have issues with the Guardians, but the Guardians picked things up in the second half. And no one, not that, I don't think it was no one was expecting them to win the AL Central. But I think people were really thinking that the AL Central was going to be a fight between the White Sox and the Twins. And that did not happen at all. Actually, let's go back to the standings because that was just not, yeah. Okay. This is interesting. Now, you know how I just said Boston was 78 and 84 and they were in the last place in the AL East? The Minnesota Twins finished in third place in the AL Central at 78 and 84. The White Sox were 81 and 81 in second place in the AL Central. And Cleveland finished 92 and 70. So they finished with the same record as Toronto. So the Yankees get to rest this weekend. Aaron Judge rested today. He wasn't in the lineup. I know people were disappointed at that, but, or yeah, disappointed about that. Arise wins the batting title. It's fine. Judge finished first in basically every other category. You can have the batting title. Twins fans were very excited about that. And as I said, they finished at 78 and 84. They didn't really have a lot to cheer for this season. So you guys take your batting title. It's fine. So yeah, Judge rests. He finished at 311, if I'm not mistaken. So good. I mean, come on. 311, 62 home runs, 
over 130, runs batted in, finished first in basically every other category. What an amazing season for Aaron Judge. Just wow. And he was a big reason why the Yankees won as many games as they did, and he played in a lot of games. They had him for the majority of the season, and that's a big deal. He played in 157 out of 162. I would sign up for that every day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not sure who I want the Yankees to face. I really, I don't know. Maybe the Guardians. Maybe the Guardians. Just because I feel like the modern, I say modern, I mean the 20th century, uh, 21st century AL Central. Um or at least beyond a certain point. Because, you know, the Yankees lost to Cleveland in 07. They lost to Detroit in 06, 2011, 2012. Although, let's be real. They lost to Detroit in 2012 because Derek Jeter broke his leg. And that has nothing to do with Jeter as a player, although he did have a very good 2012. It has to do with the morale of the team. They lost their captain. He broke his leg on the field at Yankee Stadium. It was like a funeral happened. And you knew as soon as they carried him off that field, there was no way the Yankees were winning that ALCS. There was no way. I knew it was the end of the season as soon as they carried him off. And I know a lot of people think about the AL Central and wish that the Yankees were facing the Twins <laughs> just because of the way they've played them the last 20 years, which is still kind of strange. But I don't know. I feel more comfortable. Actually, I shouldn't even say that because Cleveland has really good starting pitching. Cal Quantrill, look up his numbers. He's been insane. And he's 14-0 at Progressive Field this season. Shane Bieber. Tristan McKenzie, that top three is really good. And not that the top three for the Yankees is anything to, you know, put down. When Garrett Cole is on, he's great. But, you know, he does have the propensity to give up home runs, and we can't have that happen in a playoff game. Nestor Cortez has been awesome, and I'm hoping he still has as awesome in the playoffs. As long as he doesn't shave the mustache off, he should be fine. And then you have Tyone who's also hit and miss, but you also have Severino. Severino has playoff experience. Severino had that time off from his injury, so he's a little fresher than the other guys. So don't be surprised if you see him in the rotation ahead of Tyone. So the Yankees, you know, they have a shot at winning the division series. I think. I just don't know. I don't know. Like I said, you really can't predict what's going to happen. I think I'd prefer the Rays. The Yankees are more familiar with, familiar with them, and they did okay against them. And the Yankees have home field advantage in the series. And the familiarity helps, I think. Because Cleveland scares me. Not that the Rays are a bad team, because they're not at all. And they picked things up in the second half. But I think Cleveland's pitching that top three of Bieber, McKenzie, and Cal Quantrill? What is going on there? And that kind of scares me. I know Tyler Glass now is back for the Rays, and they have McClanahan, but the Yankees have gotten to McClanahan. I, I just feel like the, 
the familiar thing with the Rays. I think that that would help the Yankees in the division series. Because when you face a team as much as you face a team during the regular season and you face them in the playoffs and you know basically everything about them, that's more of an advantage than playing a team from a division that you don't see that often and that or if by chance you played them earlier in the season before they got certain players at the trade deadline or something like that, you know? I think that that's I think that's why I would rather the Yankees face the Rays in this situation. So Cleveland hosts the games because they're the third seed, Tampa is the sixth seed. And yeah, see, we got to pay attention to those games over the weekend. And as I said earlier in the show, it's so much better watching wildcard games when your team is not involved. Because when your team is involved, it is highly stressful. And as I said earlier, three games is better than one, but it's still very stressful for the series to only be three games. So this will be very interesting to watch this weekend. And the Yankees will be playing, playing. The Yankees will be paying close attention to see what happens. So yeah, I prefer the Rays. Let me know in the comments what you think, but I, I think I'm preferring the Yankees to face the Rays. I just, yeah, yeah. Let me know if you agree with the whole familiar team thing and if that works in someone's favor. But you never know. I mean, the Yankees played really badly against Cleveland in 2017, and they ended up beating them in the division series. But the Yankees were the underdogs, and, you know, they lost the first two games in really bad fashion, and it was just a very... It felt like a magical year for the Yankees in 2017, and then we know how that ended. Hmm. This is different. The Yankees are the higher-ranked team and not the wild card, and it's just going to be different. So let me know what you guys think about that. So that's it for this episode of Locked on Yankees, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button, comment, and click the bell so you know when our videos go up. And now that you've made us your first listen, how about making your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast? MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one league-wide daily podcast Podcast, Locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Wednesday night, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.